0: Then <coughs> Imam Al-Barbahari rahimahullah, He followed that <coughs> With what comes here in volume 2 On page 174 Point number 129 And point number 130 That Imam Al-Barbahari rahimahullah, He said وَمَن صَلَّ خَلْفَ إِمَامٍ فَلَمْ, ي... فلم يَقْتَدِ بِهِ فَلَا صَلَاتَ لَهُ وَالْأَمْرُ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ وَالنَّهْيُ عَنِ الْمُنْكَرِ بِالْيَدِ وَالْلِسَانِ وَالْقَلْبِ بِلَا سَيْفِ So that the two points are brought together here. Point 129 and 130. With the, ex- the saying of Imam Al-Bahari, رحمه الله. And whoever prays behind an Imam and does not follow him, then the Then there is no prayer for him. He prays behind the Imam, but he's not actually following that Imam. He's doing his own prayer separately. He said, And whoever prays behind an Imam and does not follow him, then there is no prayer for him. And commanding the good and forbidding the evil are to be done with the hand, the tongue, and the heart, not with the sword. Shaykh fawzan Hafizullah, he said in explanation He's saying وَمَن خَلْفَ فَلَمْ بِهِ And whoever prays behind an imam But does not follow him Then there is no prayer for him Sheikh fawzan said Because this is contrary to the saying of the messenger Sallallahu alayhi wasallam Innama al-imam Indeed The imam Is appointed to be followed As I mentioned in the footnote The hadith reported by al-Bukhari And it should be hadith number 378 And reported by Muslim As hadith 411 From a hadith of Anas Radhiallahu anhu Sheikh of said. Whereas now. The people of misguidance. And the people of Takfir. Those who declare Muslims guilty of sin. To be disbelievers. He said whereas now. The people of misguidance. And the people of Takfir. They do not pray. Along with the Muslims. And if they do pray. Then. They are only intending that they are praying individually. I mean, either they don't pray along with the congregation of the Muslims; they, go, they don't pray with them at all. They go and, they pray on their own separately. Or if they do pray along with the congregation of the Muslims, then what they're intending in their hearts is is not to pray along with the congregation. They're intending that we're praying on our own; it's our own prayer, not not following the, this congregation. So the Sheikh said, "Whereas now the people are misguidance and the people." of takfir they do not pray along with the Muslims and if they do pray then they are intending that they are praying individually this is from the newly newly introduced innovations so you should pray along with the Muslims and you should have good thoughts about the Muslims so do not have evil suspicions about the imams of the mosques. Then he said, "His saying, 'While amru bilyadi Bila and commanding the good, and forbidding the evil, are to be done with the hand, the tongue, and the heart, without the sword, not with the sword." Sheikh Fawzan said. An explanation of the obligation of commanding the good and forbidding the evil has proceeded. And that it is in accordance with ability. As they mentioned in the footnote, this proceeded on page 161. We had it a short while ago. It was under point number 126.126. 126. <laughs> then, then Sheikh Al-Fazan said, however, his saying, Bilal Saif not with the sword not with the, with the sword means it is not permissible to utilize the sword against the ruler and to say this is a case of commanding the good and forbidding the evil this is the position of the Khawarij and the Mu'tazila who rebel against the ruler and they say the ruler is a sinner. And this is a case of criticizing the evil. When they rebel against the ruler, use the weapons against him, use the sword against him. And to justify what they're doing, they say this is commanding good. The good are forbidding the evil. Sheikh Farzan said, but this itself is an evil. This thing that they're doing, this itself is an evil. Because rebelling against the person in authority is an evil itself because it is disobedience to the messenger and because of the tremendous harms which result from it with regard to shedding of blood and destruction of security and splitting of unity tremendous evils which are worse than having patience With his sin. And with his acts of disobedience. Because his sin. And his act of disobedience. Its harm is upon him. Only. But as for rebelling against him with the sword. Then this. Its evil will be upon the Muslims. And this is the position of the Mu'tazila and the Khawarij In doing so Rebelling against the ruler with, this, with the sword This is the position of the Mu'tazila and the Khawarij For indeed the Usul The fundamental principles of the Mu'tazila are And then Shaykh Fazan lists The five fundamental principles of the position of the Mu'tazila This deviant sect, the Mu'tazila he said, so the fundamental principles of the Mu'tazila are Firstly, and as we will see what Sheikh Farzan does he, he brings the title that they use for each point Which sounds, sounds like something good But then he explains what they actually mean by it Which is not something good So He said, firstly, the fundamental principles of the Mu'tazila are Firstly, Al-Amru Bil-Ma'ruf وَالنَّهِيُ al الْمُنْكَ Commanding the good and forbidding the evil. Then the sheikh said, and they intend by that rebelling against those in authority of affairs. They say, this is a part of commanding the good and forbidding the evil. So you see what they say, the first principle is commanding the good and forbidding the evil. But they don't mean the correct Definition, rather what they mean is rebelling against rulers. Then he brings a second principle. He said, secondly, at Tawheed Tawheed and its meaning, meaning its meaning with them, the mutazila, and its meaning is negation of the names and attributes, because affirming the names and attributes is shirk, in their view. In the second principle of the mu'tazila they say, they call it Tawheed. And what they mean by it is denying all of, all of Allah's names and attributes. Because they say to affirm them, is, to affirm them, is Shirk. And he said thirdly, al adl justice. And its meaning is to negate Al-Qadr. Is to negate and deny, pre-decree. They say... If Allah were to punish them If Allah were to punish the people When it was he who Had pre-decreed the sin for them Then this would be oppression of them So the third principle They call it it justice And what they mean by that is denying Allah's pre-decree Because they say if, if Allah punished people and it was the fact that he pre decreed the sin that they committed, that it would then punishing them would be oppressing them. So therefore they deny the pre decree. And they call this Al of justice. And he said, Fourthly, Al al-man, Manzila bain Al manzilatayn The station in between two levels. The level in between two levels, or the station in between two stations, something like that. Sheikh said, And it is. That the person who is guilty of a major sin, it should, it cannot be said about him that he is a kafir. He is a disbeliever, and it cannot be said about him that he is a Muslim. Rather, he is in a bain al mansilla tain. He is in a position or a station between the two positions, the two stations. This is what they're saying. I mean, we can't say he is We can't say he's a kafir we can't say it's a Muslim either so it's in, between, it's in between the in between level here they've invented and the Sheikh mentions fifthly their fifth principle in al wa'id enforcement of the textual threats <coughs> a statement that, that wherever we find a textual threat whoever does such and such then there will be fire upon him punishment it has to occur it must occur so, as the Sheikh said, in further wa'id, enforcement of the textual threats. He said, and it is to declare the one who is guilty of major sin, which is less than shirk, to be a disbeliever. In other words, in, in the hereafter, they hold that he will be in the fire forever. That's where Sheikh Wazan ends explanation of these two points. On this same point, Sheikh Salih uh, al-Suhaymi, suhaimi Allah, he said, with regard to the point about not using the sword, then he mentioned that as for use of the hand, then a person in authority or a person put in a position of authority or a person within the, in his house, he can use his hand to stop the evil. But as for the sword, then that is from the right of the ruler. Use of the sword is from the right of the ruler. The one who can compel the people upon the truth. And then he said. As for the sword. then it is for the ruler. And it is not for you. And therefore we say. To some of those people who ask for a verdict. Or who ask a Question. About the issue of fighting jihad In some countries Where there there is deviation Away from the correct manhaj And where judgment and rule Is by other than what what Allah sent down And is a person Allowed in that case To come and to kill whoever he wishes And to establish the had The prescribed punishment Upon whomever he wishes when there is no imam, no ruler there Who establishes Allah's prescribed punishments So can he do so In a country where the prescribed punishments Islamic law is not applied Can the individual take that upon himself and apply it The sheikh said in response He cannot do that He does not have that right Allah does not put a burden Upon any soul Except with what it can bear Because this will not produce except fitan trials and tribulations. Even if you you are in a land where Allah's legislation is not established then you do not have the right to yourself bring about its establishment or apply, apply it or to implement the prescribed punishments forcefully, by force because force is not for you force is for the ruler and you are not a ruler rather what is upon you is to deal with yourself and your family and your own people and to give advice to your brother Muslims in the well known ways of giving advice